Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends as we chug ever closer to the end of Series 8 of Fluff. Um, chug? Well, like like an, an express train. Is that a thing? Uh, I mean, it, Like a train. An express train is a thing. But powerfully. I, I, just think, I just think, if anything, an express train app. Express train, express train absolutely doesn't chug. It sort of zooms. Okay, okay. Well, zoom. You know, like, series eight. We're flying towards the end of series eight. A local steam train would chug, I'd say, but as an express train would. You don't get many local steam trains these days, zoom. though, do you? No, you don't actually. No, it's a shame. <laughs> what What does this country become, Pete? Yeah. Um, strange callback to the steam train engine era at the start of this episode of Friends of Friends. Um, do you know what? I'm not against it, but. I'd say some people listening to this might want us to talk about friends rather than steam trains. I used to tell people I wanted to be a train driver when I was little. You said that like I used to tell them, but I was lying, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I just mean like I never actually... The ambition never went any further than that. Right. Oh, I see. Um, But you wanted to be one at some point. Yes. And then you realised that the, the modern age was reducing the number of local steam trains so you thought not for me i'm not an express well, I'd probably be driver. on strike right now wouldn't i dave oh. train satire absolutely topical references if you live in britain mm. um otherwise just know that our trains are mostly on strike these days frankly and when they're not on strike they're dreadful yes but you know up the workers pete i support oh yeah that wasn't a criticism of workers it was a criticism of no, oh. it wasn't. It was an impartial observation yep. about the current state of the UK trains network. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God, this is just like watching Newsnight. Um, so there we go. Uh, should I read the request out? Yes, please. <laughs> well, multiple. A double request, Pete. And actually, yeah. they're both fairly... Um, Text heavy, so strap in everyone. Um, ahoy hoy says Rachel, spelt with an A E L, so not like Rachel Green. 
um, if that helps you sort of visualize who Rachel is. Love the pod. It's become one of my comfort listens these last 18 months. Not sure if you're still taking requests. Oh, we absolutely are, sort of on a sporadic basis. Uh, but just in case, and I'm pretty sure you haven't done this one, I'd like to request Season 1, Episode 11, the one with Mrs. Bing. Early Friends is my favorite, and there's some peak 90s looks, and Mrs. Bing is simply iconic. The thing that made me single out this episode was... When I was watching recently, I clocked Joey's line to Ross about the rules to Ross after his kiss with Mrs. Bing. Yes, actually, I'm not going to finish that sentence because that is a, that's worth a, a talking point in the episode, isn't it? So, um, yeah, you're absolutely right, Rachel. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Uh, cheers, Rachel X. And then also, Alexandra, ahoy hoy. I'd like to request the one with Mrs. Bing. Phoebe and Monica are an underrated duo, and I love how they take their interest in Coma Guy, how seriously they take their interest, sorry. There's lots of fantastic Phoebe moments in this whole plot line, and I hope Pete likes the songs. Why just Pete? I don't know. I do love a Phoebe song. So do I, Pete. Um, Trying to claim Phoebe songs? Trying to gatekeep Phoebe songs from me? No, I don't think I do. I don't think no, no. Um, anyway, okay, we'll talk about that later. Uh, the Chandler's mum story is actually pretty serious and sad in a way, which only the first season of Friends is. Oh, interesting, interesting. Okay, we can address that. Uh, Mrs. Bing is an icon. Second of the two requests to say that. Um, I don't understand why she takes her son, all his friends, and Rachel's boyfriend to dinner, but I'm glad because it's a really fun scene. Absolutely, absolutely. Friends madness at its best. That. Uh, we see different sides of Joey and Ross, and we find out more about how Chandler invented himself. Love the pod. You've really dented my 5K running times, and I sometimes have to stop mid-run because I'm laughing so much when listening. Oh, uh, when you said dented, I thought you meant we'd help you improve your times, but <laughs> no, we made them worse. we're making them worse. Which, frankly, yeah. as a man who hates running more than any other form of exercise, I'm not fussed about. Yeah. Um, you like a run, though, don't you? I do. I haven't been for a while. Good, good, good chat. Good chat. Yeah. <laughs> good catch up. Uh, and then Alex signs off. Love brackets spending time with you, close brackets, from Alex. And as is often requested by us, she's included her location, Northampton NN1. So sort of, uh, we can narrow it down to a singular postcode area as well. You used to live near Northampton, Alex. Did you? Yeah. This rings a bell. I think we've talked about this before, but remind me. Um, I mean, I used to live near Northampton. That's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, right. Between the ages of about one and four. What was the what, what, where was it actually? Though? I lived in Bowton, Alex. Bowton. If you know it, I think we have talked about Bowton before. I remember next to nothing about it. Well, there you go. If you ever want to catch up with Pete about Northampton, Alex, he's got zero knowledge and uh, a lack of inkling to talk about it. So there you go. What a, what a catch up that would be. Should we start? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. What, what, what do you mean, should we start? Well, that's, <laughs> I thought I was under the impression we already had. But. <laughs> I know. Sometimes. And I think it's because I'm a bit tired today. I just thought, I'd see what happens if I just said, like, I mean, that's, that is never a phrase we use to, like, move on in the podcast. Do you know what I mean? And I thought it would confuse you, and I sort of enjoyed. Well, it worked. Just, just sort of throwing a spanner in the old works. Um, anyway, I'm going to take the spanner back out and then let's crack on hey do you want a synopsis or not are you happy with that one um, we sort of said it both haven't we you know Monica and Phoebe with the bloat in a coma and the rest of them going for dinner uh, four five double four five triple six zero though if you're uh, if a fan it's a good of number production codes 
Um, let's start, shall we, with the coma guy? I think the coma guy. Um, I So initially, when this incident occurs, firstly, he says nice hat to Monica and not Phoebe, but they both say thank you because they're both wearing hats. Yes. I feel like that nice hat is aimed quite directly at Monica. Better hat, right? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not here to criticise anyone's hat choices, Dave. Oh, you I'm just, just think that's who he was looking at. Yeah. And I would also say that they are not appalled enough at almost single-handedly causing someone to be hit by a moving vehicle. Well, So this is the thing that runs through it for me, is at the start, at the start, they don't seem to give a shit. And at the end, when he wakes up, they're like, oh, we looked after you. They don't say, by the way, we're the reason you're here. Yes, good point. <laughs> we're yeah. the reason you nearly died. They're like, oh, no, we're just like the nice women that looked after you all the time. And like, the lengths that they go to to look after him are incredibly invasive. Changing a uh, unconscious man's pajamas. Yeah, they should not be allowed no. to have such a hands-on approach with someone who is supposedly, well, supposedly in a very serious medical condition. Although I must say, he looks absolutely fine in that hospital bed, and not like someone who's just been hit by an ambulance or whatever it was at him. No, and he gets very um, limited medical treatment for a man that is in a serious coma. You know. And then wakes up and is, like, entirely fine. Like, yeah. no further recovery needed. He's just woken up and is fine. What sort of time frame are we expected to believe this episode runs over? Because I think it's maximum three days. What's the shortest amount of time he can be in a coma for? And then wake up feeling absolutely fine. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was kind of wondering. Coma I'm to... Gonna, mil- yeah, go on, Google I'm going to Google. Um, how short... Can a coma be? Uh, a coma does not last, typically, a coma does not last more than a few days or a couple of weeks. In some rare cases, for several weeks, months, or even years. Oh, see, that's what interesting. has caused the person to go into the coma. Some patients are able to return to their normal lives after leaving the hospital. Oh, maybe this is medically accurate. I don't know. Well, maybe they are trying to redress the incorrect perception of comas then. Some comas may last just a few hours. I never knew that. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, when you think coma, you think months, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, you know, shout out to the French writers for redressing the, the balance of the, the humble coma. Would you uh, like one more coma fact? Always. Clinically, a coma can be defined as the inability consistently to follow a one-step command. Huh? So if I shouted at you, get up, and you couldn't, <laughs> coma. <laughs> That's... That doesn't make sense, does it? I had a big hangover today, mate. And if you'd come in and try to get yeah. up, I would absolutely tell you to fuck off. And I'm not in a coma. <laughs> I'm just hung over. Yeah. <laughs> That's my catchphrase for life. Um, you also, I feel like I should also tell you that comas are measured on the Glasgow Coma Scale. The... Why Glasgow? Well, come on, Pete. You can't give me that information and then not give me the answer. Why Glasgow? Um... Oh, God, this is quite dark chat. Um, where does Glasgow come into it? Origin. 
a man called Brian Jennett and Graham Teasdale, who sound like friends of your dad, but they actually <laughs> invented the Glasgow Coma Scale. Okay. Um, Are they from Glasgow? Probably. Let's just leave it there. Oh, I don't know. Who gives a fuck? I don't think it's interesting enough for this podcast, frankly. It, Glasgow. They worked in Glasgow. There you go. Oh, my God. What's that? Well, we've all learned something. I wonder how today. much of that I'll edit out. I think <laughs> it might be quite a lot. <laughs> I quite like to keep a lot of it in, frankly. Um... So let's let's uh, whistle back at, as we should to the start of this plotline where they do put him in a coma, like you say. Um, what the fuck is woohoo? Whoever shall? I mean, I know they bring it up within the episode, but it's it's like a it's like almost like a fire engine siren rather than a sort of sexy wolf whistle, which I presume it's she like was a going clumsy for. bit of wolf whistling, isn't it? Uh, or catcalling? God, so many animals. Um, but <laughs> of course, catcalling's not cool, kids. No, no, it absolutely isn't. But I, I, I would say what she's not doing here is cat call. Like, basically, what I was trying to, what I'm trying to get at is, if you were him, and you heard someone across the street go "woohoo," would you even she, stop and yeah, turn around? She, she like, makes the noise. Yeah. She makes the noise as someone um, celebrating something minor, right? Like, exactly. I don't know. Uh, five pound on a scratch card, right. that kind of level. And what she's attempting to do is flirt. Yeah, and I just don't think that would catch my attention as a man in the street. I wouldn't think they're trying to attract my attention here. I'd think someone's won five pounds on a scratch card. Isn't that nice? And carry on with my Have day. Have you ever been catcalled? Uh, no, absolutely not. No, no. I get white van men occasionally shouting, Hey, Ginger! Still, at the age of 36, which is Dude, absolutely wow. remarkable. Um, but no, I don't think I've ever been catcalled. No, 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 Pete. Have you? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Neither have I noticed anyone shout woohoo around me. But. No, well, maybe we can keep our eyes peeled for a woohoo, but kids, if you get woohooed, just check you're not in the middle of a street and there's not a large vehicle approaching you yeah. at quite a pelt. The other strange thing, I would, I would say there are some good life lessons in this. Yep. Don't shave a stranger. I think that's quite, <laughs> yep. quite odd. Um, and then there's that weird montage set to music, isn't there, in this bit, where, um, like, why do they buy him such a fucking huge plant? I said, yeah, there's two elements of their care of him that stress me out the most. And certain things like the extra sketch are just a bit weird. Like, why buy a man in a coma a thing that requires diligent sort of finger work, as it were, you know? What the fuck is Mm. that about? But the giant plant is absolutely insane on every level because it's not even his house he doesn't get to keep it afterwards or if he does he has to lug it home imagine taking that back in a cab after you're just waking up from your coma why is it exactly so he's in no fit state as somebody who fairly recently carried a lot of houseplants up several um stories to their new flat um it's hard work so you should not be forcing someone who's been in a coma to do such a thing agreed secondly and this might be where your expertise comes in, and I don't think you have an expert knowledge of this, but you might have more knowledge than I do. How long does it take to knit a sweater? Because I don't think it's a couple of days. Uh, what, you think it'll be longer? Yeah, fucking loads longer, no? I, if you devoted all day for several days, then perhaps. But, but... We, we know she can't have done that, because as well as working, she's had to go giant plant shopping. She's had to go and do... That's I mean, no, Phoebe got the extra catch. But do you know what I mean? Like, they've done a lot of other things. She's had to shave people, change pyjamas. Also, I would say, on the subject of the etch sketch a present that is probably not going to get much use yeah. 
is giving an etch a sketch to someone who's in a coma. No, exactly, exactly. Like, what 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 use does that man have for a thing that's sort of well requires, frankly, movement? <laughs> yeah. Um, and when you sort of dial the whole thing back. Based on the fact they know absolutely nothing about this man, apart from he said the words nice hat, so therefore he knows the words nice and hat and knows what a hat is. Like That's all we actually know about him. They just fancy him, don't they? This is some of the strangest horny energy I've ever seen from two human beings. Their Just their reaction to him being entirely indifferent to... I feel like... like I, I'm kind of on his side. What did they expect him to do when he woke up? That's my question. Like, what did yeah. they expect to happen there? They go, "Oh, giant plant, great! You check, you 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 stripped me naked, did you? While I was in my coma? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, I feel quite violated. Sexy. I feel very violated. Um, even like being shaved, like the whole thing is bizarre. But yeah, I'm. I mean, he seems like a bit of a douche because that's how they're supposed to sort of we're supposed to see it but i'm entirely on his side in this situation 100 percent agree like what else could have happened there especially given the fact there's two of them so even if there was supposed to be some sort of like romantic moment he'd have to then choose between two people he's never met and that just put him in a coma i think fair play stick to your guns coma guy you're fine I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mrs. Bing? Mrs. Bing. Ah, not a bing. This is probably one of my least watched episodes of Friends. Right. And But the one thing, the fact that Chandler's mum is, like, famous... Yeah. ...doesn't really get mentioned again. No, it's, it? it's sort of revealed here that she's a globally famous novelist, right? She's on well, The Tonight Show. Well, there's a reference, yeah, on The Tonight Show, Jay Leno, uh, a very young-looking Jay Leno. Yeah. And um, it's mentioned that she's sold... A hundred million copies, right, of her books. 
Oh, yeah. And I looked up, out of curiosity, because uh, I'm very boring, um, like how mm. common it is for an author to sell over a million copies, right? The sh- hang on, what's, no- what's Nora being sold? A hundred million? Or- a hundred million. A hundred um, million? Now, the uh, somebody else who's... <laughs> Somebody else who's sold a hundred. These are other people, right? Who've sold a hundred million copies. So this is how big Mrs. Bing, Bing is, is yeah. as an author. Ian Fleming, yeah, off of Bond, yeah. Roger Hargreaves off of Mister Men, yeah. Stephanie Meyer off of Twilight, yeah. El James, Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah. Beatrix Potter. So Mrs. Bing is as successful, we are informed, as Beatrix fucking Potter. <laughs> Surely J.K. Rowling's in there as well, isn't she? Uh, J.K. Rowling is much higher. Oh, so she I see. is up at 500 million. Right, so th- those are people that have sold around 100 million. Mrs. Bing has sold a third of the number of copies of books as Stephen King. <laughs> uh, which I'm a bit... She's sold half as many as Roald Dahl, J.I.R. Tolkien, and Dan Brown. Right, yeah. So she is, by that scale, one of the sort of like top ten most famous authors in the world, right? Ever. And we never hear that mentioned again. And she can I just walk think. around. She can go to a Mexican restaurant and just hang around by the toilets and no one's bothering her. Like, she's not, she's not, she's, this is the thing. She's been on, like, uh, the biggest late night talk show and no one's, no one's, you know, spotting her. There's no autographs. There's nothing. She's just hanging around like Chandler's mum, you know? Um, I'm just looking at this chart. I'm still distracted by this chart. Yeah. of um, The author of Clifford the Big Red Dog has sold as many copies as Ian Fleming. Really? That is mad, isn't it? That's fucking great, isn't it? Um, R.L. Stein off of Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Uh, 100 million. Do you know what? Fair play, Nora Bing. I'm sorry that the Friends writers and producers don't feel it worthy enough to sort of shine a light on your career achievements. Yeah. So she is, by some lick, the most successful character in Friends professionally oh, yeah. you know yeah other than maybe pete the millionaire oh uh, yeah fair absolutely fair yeah no you're right but the two of them right up there i mean she must be minted she's so she's sold as many as lewis carroll <laughs> she must be so rich <laughs> she's so fucking famous well maybe this is why we've had this, wow. is, this is how we've answered the question from rachel earlier is like why is she taking out all the her son's friends for dinner because she's fucking minted mate that's oh, why yeah. small change to her absolutely she's got all the money in the world to burn you know um no that wasn't rachel by the way that was alex that made that point sorry i've mixed up my requesters um anyway so she, but chandler's super embarrassed by her we do get an insight into sort of like you know like it was mentioned in the requests into sort of chandler's uh childhood here and the way he interacts with his mum which sort of does give us a little insight into why he's like the way he is, you know? Um, and then, do you know what we get here, Pete? We get a classic Friends plotline that uh, is entirely based around old phone-based technology because Ross and Mrs. Bing only kiss yeah. because she's ringing her hotel to check for messages. Now, my first instinct was, who'd even be leaving messages at her hotel room while she's in New York for a day or two? But... 
You've now sort of just answered my question. Oh, yeah. I bet Roald Dahl got a lot of voicemails. Fucking talk shows, newspapers, publishers, agents, film yeah. rights. Spielberg's probably calling. You know, like, I mean, she must be in high demand. And frankly, it's a surprise she doesn't have any messages. Exactly. Um, but I do. En- I just enjoy a little glimpse into the past of, oh, I better go and check, uh, ring the reception desk and see if anyone's left a message in my hotel room. Um, That's the second time today. I was watching an episode of Catfish and they rang a hotel reception and asked for someone's... I feel like these days you wouldn't be able to do this, right? So they rang a hotel and said, can we be put through to so-and-so's room? And then they were just put through to the room. What year was this Catfish episode based Within the last, like, well, probably, I don't know, yeah, 19, like, yeah. maybe? Yeah, modern, modern It was one times. of those ones where they were severely restricted because of COVID, so they basically just all on fucking Zoom. All oh, right, so yeah, 2021, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think hotels these days would be like like GDPR, and you, you can't, none of that business, right? They'd be like, no, tell me a room number, or, you know, call a mobile, frankly. Mm. Like, why why would you need to call a hotel? If, if you're calling a hotel to be put through to someone's room, it means you don't have another contact for them, which means you don't know them well enough to be calling them, right? Yes, correct. Um, so the case, right? Terrible idea, right? On every level from both of them. Uh, yes. Um, and also, not only that, but just Ross's behaviour after that. Like, he, he tries to he tries to tell Chandler that Paolo kissed his mum. It's a curveball like, approach to this. How, how's that ever going to... Yeah. Like, that is going to be exposed as a lie at some point. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he bails so quickly because we're sort of led to believe he's had a, a sense of morality there where he goes, no, it was me, and realises he should tell the truth. But I think he might have just panicked and gone, okay, this has got zero legs. Like, there's no way we, I'm going to make be able to make this stand up at any point. Well, but in his head for a moment, I guess he's trying to split Rachel and Paolo up because this is kind of the, there is a sort of third little plot, but it's just that Paolo is back and Ross is sad and then Paolo comes to everything and Ross is sad and then Ross gets drunk and Ross is sad, you know? Yeah, well, the reason that Mrs. Bing tries to comfort Ross initially is because he's sad about, um, well, oddly comes out of a women's toilet. Who does? Rachel? Um, Ross Ross does. Does he? Have you not oh, missed yes, that joke? Oh, yeah, that scene? Yes, he does. Yes, he sorry. comes out of the cheekers one. Yes, and then he looks and he's confused. Isn't it's he? like an unspoken joke. Yeah, an unspoken joke, an unjoken. Um, yeah, and then we get to the point that um, that Rachel raised in her request, which is Joey's little sort of moral code of who you can kiss. Maybe a hot aunt. Fine, absolutely fine. No one's got a qualm with that. But what, I mean, I'm not saying that's my moral code per se, but. Then he says kissing sisters is okay. There's like a whole fucking plot line around the fact that when Chandler kisses one of his sisters, he goes absolutely berserk. Yeah, and that's not too far off this episode, is it? No. I mean, I know we're very early friends, but it's not like years and years and years later. And on the subject of his sisters, when Joey's having his slightly strange, and I do really enjoy this scene where uh, <laughs> Joey's trying to persuade Ross that his mum is also hot. Um, yeah, he says Gloria Tribbiani was a handsome woman in her day. You think it's easy giving birth to seven kids? So- and there's also a, a, a reference to her being pregnant at the wedding, isn't it? As if that's like unthinkable that someone should uh, have had a baby before marriage. Yeah, but crucially, seven kids, Pete. How many sisters does Joey have? Seven. Seven. Yes. Yeah, oh, so yeah. How many kids has she had? Eight. <laughs> oh yeah. Fair point. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe they just haven't fleshed that out in the sort of family history or actually it's more plausible to be fair that Joey can't count 
Uh, yeah, or has overlooked himself in the counting right, process. In, in the world of friends. I really enjoy these little Joey Ross scenes when they're having the arguments and the hush tones and the sort of, you know, the racquetball arguments. Yeah. Um, the grip size lines and then especially the sort of, he's not even wearing a jockstrap. What did I even ask? Um, Joey's got some really great lines in this. Probably the peak of the whole episode is, knowledge is a tricky thing. <laughs> Which feels like a thing that Joey wouldn't say that quickly. <laughs> it feels like a Chandler or uh, Chandler or feels like a Chandler or Ross sort of. Yeah, line, he's very it? quick to be able to get out of that situation, you know. Um, and then again, another funny when they're when they're listening at the door, and Joey says, <laughs> and then and then she said, "When are you going to realise I have a bomb?" <laughs> Which is one of my absolute favourites. Uh, and also, the only other thing I would say about this is, why is Ross in a full suit and tie uh, if he's going to play racquetball? Come on, Ross, think of a better. I excuse. thought that that was going to come up. Yeah. In like Joey should have brought that up as exposing his bullshit, yeah. and he doesn't. Why would you turn up in a full suit with a tie already? You're not going to just change out of that and get in your racquetball gear, are you? Hey, no, no, no. Um, and then we end on the sort of um, Rachel's terrible erotic novel, which is heavily typo laden. Um, I find the fact that Rachel's just decided to have a go at erotic literature just generally quite, it's quite a bizarre throwaway tiny subplot that is, isn't it? It definitely feels like a plot that had more. Oh, you could thread that through a whole episode. Yeah, but I think that maybe there was that in the first place and they just decided to get rid of that mostly for other, you know, for time. Yeah, maybe. It felt like that's something that had more attention drawn to it and, um, and, and more uh, scenes that had just been cut down to time because it's basically just referenced once in the coffee house and then at the end when she has printed multiple copies off. She's that thrilled with it. Um, but then within 10 seconds, they've all just ripped the shit out of her, which, frankly, not that supportive as friends, but also no. give her a little spell check. Spell check existed back then, didn't it? How would you... Well, yes, I suppose, yeah, laptops were a thing, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, when was this, 1995, 94, 95? Windows 95 was knocking about by then, Pete, you know? Well, it was. They were on the uh, VHS tape for how to use Absolutely. it, wasn't they? We were in the modern era by then. Mm. Should we play a little sting and see if we've got a quiz, Pete? Yes, let's do that. Exciting. Well, I can tell you, Dave, whether we have a quiz or not. Because, well, we do because I'm looking at the quiz. There is a quiz. <laughs> uh, can uh, so I? Thank you, Alex, who supplied the quiz. So, Alex, the requester, supplied a quiz with her request, which is good because now. You forgot to ask anyone else? No, Pete, I didn't. Because on the end of last week's episode, as you'll remember, I posted, as I always do now, as is tradition, underneath the. Oh, did they not get back to you? Well, Pete, interestingly, they did. Now, I'd like to give a small, give over a small segment of this podcast to Alana, who did reply. And I said, do you want to do a quiz for the one with Mrs. Bing? And she said... No. Absolutely, I'd love to. Fine. And then about 10 minutes before I started watching the episode, aka about half an hour before we recorded it, I realised she hadn't sent anything through. So I just sent her a message saying... Don't know if you had the chance to do the quiz, but don't worry. Don't fucking bother. (laughs) And I'd say what Alana's done here is display the perfect amount of fwoof energy. Like, she has channeled 
our approach to doing Is she stuff. forgotten? No, no, no. She went, oh, shit, I started it, and I did two questions and then forgot. Classic, yeah. <laughs> and then she says, do you want the two questions for for a bonus, for bonus points? And she goes, I, I swear to God, I had big plans for a fancy PowerPoint and everything, but this is what you're getting, which is a screenshot of a note off her phone, uh, which has two typos in it. So very much like Rachel's erotic novel. Um, it's It's a glorious shambles, is what I would say. So... We do have, actually, frankly... Seven question quiz. Yeah, but she sent me the questions and I will actually send you the, the quiz as she sent it me because she scribbled out with the sort of marker pen on notes, the answers. So I don't actually have the fucking answers here. Brilliant. Should we just, <laughs> should we just stick with Alex's fully formed quiz? Yeah, I just think this is perfect. Okay, I love it. Right. Uh, go uh, on, fully formed quiz, please. Question one. When the kiss takes place, what's the sign on the toilet door Joey's going into? Well, Ross comes out of Chico's, so I'd say Chico's. Chico's, yeah. Uh, is correct. Um, question two, what page... What... Just... This... We should have mentioned this. The name of um, one of Chandler's mum's books, Big Mistress Bitch, is great. Mistress Bitch. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I'd, I'd like to read the oeuvre of Nora Tyler yeah. Bing, you know? Question two is what page of Mistress Bitch were Chandler's friends passing around? Uh, oh, I don't know. 74? So, close, 79. <sighs> uh, question three, name something Monica and Phoebes are doing in that unfriendly little musical montage bit. Well, there's the plant, isn't there? There's the fucking huge... Plant and knitting sweaters. Uh, reading the newspaper, arranging flowers, bringing a tree... Bringing a tree. Yeah, fair point. It is basically a tree. Yeah. Knitting, playing guitar, and shaving. Great. Uh, question four. What's the name of the book Rachel starts writing? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. I remember this. A Woman Undone. A Woman Undone. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. And question five. Why does Phoebe want yesterday's daily news? This is at the start, isn't it? Um, why does Phoebe want yesterday's daily news? Oh, let's see if her horoscope was right. Uh, horoscope from the day before. Yeah, yes. the previous one. Yeah, uh, is correct. Yeah. Would you? Would you like? I also just realised that Alana has now just sent me the version of the note with the answers revealed. Uh, right. So, question one: What vehicle did the hot guy get tan over by? There's, there's a typo. Well, I thought it was an ambulance. Yeah, well, tan over. Uh, it is an ambulance, correct? Yep. And then, and then, not only has she only sent us two questions, the second. Qu- this tickles me so much. The second question is just, what's the book called? Which book? Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Quite a hard one to get right, that is. What's the book called? This is honestly, in the best way, the worst quiz we've ever had. Um, I've, I feel like Alana's done herself proud there. Oh, it's really got me. Anyway, so Alana is doing next week's quiz as uh, penance for that disgraceful effort. And frankly, based on this quiz that we've had so far, I cannot wait. Well, next week's episode that she's doing that quiz about, hopefully, is uh, season eight, episode three, the one where Rachel tells. Ross. Dot, dot, dot. Well, no, it's just, I think they kept that out of the title oh, did to they? avoid the spoiler yeah i thought it was called the one where rachel tells ross but uh, maybe it was in hindsight yeah. but initially no well there you go uh next week uh we will discuss that episode and as far as i can tell have a quiz that 
will have questions such as who's wearing a t-shirt and things like that. Yeah. And I cannot yeah. wait for it. Uh, okay, Peter, goodbye. See you now. No, bye. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.